We talk metaverse and what it means for education, innovation, and so much more in Africa. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Now, the metaverse is set to change the way we socialize, work, and interact in a more virtual world. For Africa, the metaverse comes as a crucial platform for sharing skills, talents, and abilities in the digital environment. While for many, the advantages of the metaverse are still far off, in this episode, we delve into how African innovators can tap into the multitudinous opportunities that come with the metaverse. Horst Zauli, founder and CEO of Tech Adaptica, joins us for this episode and gives us the insight into the opportunities of the metaverse and how to harness them. When you say the metaverse offers a leveled job market for Africans, what does this mean? So I believe the the, the metaverse uh, will be actually a massive opportunity for African youth to find jobs in uh, different companies worldwide. At this point, they won't have to take a flight and fly to Paris, London or Washington to work for X, Y, and Z. But all these companies will have virtual campuses, virtual worlds. And that represents a huge opportunity for African workers and African youth to be part of this new economy, as opposed to, hey, let's go uh, to Africa because they have cheaper labor. Um, in this specific case here, it's going to be, let's go to Africa because they have an expertise about African markets, about Af- the African consumer, and only Africans can answer that specific need. So let's just say you Nike, for instance. Nike will start creating virtual stores in the metaverse where anyone will be able to walk these virtual stores. They will have to talk to someone. Well, that someone will be different based on where the client comes from. You see, if the client comes from Africa, you better have someone from Africa to talk to that person just to understand better the needs, understand better the, the, uh, the requirements of, of, of the consumer. So that's um, one aspect of how the metaverse will impact the job market in Africa. Let's talk human capital development. What does the metaverse bring to the education sector? So the second aspect is also about education. Um, As we know, 41% of the African population is under the age of 15, and only a very small percentage of African youth end up going to higher uh, higher educational institutions. In this specific scenario, a lot of universities will be building um, virtual campuses where People from all over the world will be able, with the avatar, to walk the streets of Stanford, of Harvard, of London School of Business, and interact with Joe, Aisha, Michael, X, Y, and Z from anywhere in the world. This kind of immersion, this kind of collaborative learning changes everything when it comes to learners, to education, to human capital development. And as I said earlier, Africa, with its 41% um, population uh, under the age of 15, this huge tsunami of youth will be at the center of all these changes because all these universities will have their eyes on the African youth. They will have to bring down the price of their programs to first have a higher number of students from Africa, but also a broader reach. They're not only going to be great universities in North America and Europe, but they want to be known as great universities 
all over the world, including in Africa. Adoption of the metaverse is pegged on internet infrastructure. Is Africa prepared for the necessary changes? In terms of adoption, I believe that the African ecosystems will be much better uh, positioned to embrace the metaverse or the multiverse than any other societies. The same way they leapfrogged the landline to go straight to the smartphone, we will see the youth just leapfrogging the traditional educational ecosystem or the traditional education system to go straight to online learning through the metaverse where they'll be able to acquire great skills from a lot of other universities in the world, uh, but apply what they learned in their home country. So that kind of flexibility, uh, that, that leapfrog that led them to you know, create M-Pesa, for instance, in Kenya and become one of the biggest fintech in the world, um, leapfrogging the entire banking system. The same thing is going to happen for education faster than any other countries, as long as the infrastructure is there. By infrastructure, I mean, we need the 5G by any, any mean. The faster you get the 5G, the better positioned you are for the future. The slower you are, and it's going to be game over within five years. If governments in Africa don't understand that they need to deal with highway, they need to deal with the Americans' providers, the French, the British, the Chinese, the Indian, to set up fast speed internet, then we have a big problem. Because now you have a window of five years to catch up on the delay. After five years, that's it. You know, the gap is going to be so big that it's not going to be able, they're not going to be able to catch up. That was Horst Zauli, founder and CEO of Tech Adaptica. And a look at the other stories making it into the podcast. The African blockchain ecosystem will mature with more projects playing on the global field. This after an outstanding year, 2021, for the crypto ecosystem in Africa and the world, though heavily impacted by the pandemic. Growth was recorded in the continent, as well as noteworthy progress with innovation, regulation and adoption. According to experts at Binance, a cryptocurrency infrastructure provider, there will be a continued increase in interest and innovation in decentralized finance in 2022. In retrospect, decentralized finance has seen the establishment of fundamental building blocks like crypto lending. Egypt has become a bit too reliant on portfolio inflows to keep its external position afloat. This is a vulnerable position to be in, and a sudden shift in emerging market sentiment could see capital inflows reverse, posing a serious threat to foreign reserves, with the net FDI position facing increasing pressure and surging commodity prices driving the current account deeper into deficit territory, it would not take much for foreign reserves to drop to levels previously seen during the 2015-2016 period, right before the IMF intervened. If this were to occur, taking on more debt might be the only option. But Egypt already has a hefty external debt repayment looming over the medium term. The annual inflation rate in Somalia quickened to 56 7% in December of 2021 from 5% in the previous month. It's the highest inflation rate since August of 2019, mainly due to higher prices of transport, housing and utilities, health and recreation and culture. On a monthly basis, consumer prices edged up 0.22% after a 0.63% uptick in November. 
Staying with inflation, Nigeria's annual inflation rate rose to 15.63% in December of 2021 after eight straight months of decline amid a slight acceleration in prices of major component food linked to the increase in demand during the festive season. Upward pressure also came from non-food products including transport, clothing and footwear, miscellaneous goods and services, housing and utilities, among others. The core annual inflation, which excludes the prices of agricultural produce, rose further to 13.87 in December, the highest since April of 2017 from 13.85% in the prior month. On a monthly basis, consumer prices inched up by 1.82, the most since May of 2017, after a 1.08% increase in the prior month. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com, and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial, and you can find me at With the Dawn.